Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about frailty syndrome, a problem lurking in Indian community dwelling geriatric population is Sayoni Dash. Sayoni is presently doing her PhD in anthropology from Indian Statistical Institute, Calcutta, India. Her doctoral research work is focused on elderly health among the rural elderly population of West Bengal. Sayoni's research work is based on frailty syndrome among community dwelling older adults. In India, only a handful of studies have been focused exclusively on this aspect, but she believes that from the viewpoint of future demographic changes in India, there is an urgent need to examine all the consequences and pathways of this geriatric syndrome. Sayoni is passionate to increase health awareness and improve the quality of life of the elderly population. Thank you for being here today, Sayoni. How are you? I'm fine, Jason. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a part of Knowledgeable Aging. Excellent. I'm looking uh, forward to all... oh, Sorry, real quick, yeah. before we get started, um, for those that are joining today, uh, for the live webinar, type your questions in, time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get those questions answered at the very end. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Sayoni. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we all know that uh, elderly population is increasing around the world, and uh, our life, life expectancy is also increasing. But there is decline in uh, our quality of life, and uh, this, uh, this uh, it, it has implications in our public health, our health system, and healthcare expenditure. So, uh, with uh, aging, there are several health-related problems, and uh, frailty syndrome is one of them. And presently, uh, I'm working on frailty syndrome, and today I will uh, try to explain about this uh, this particular syndrome, which is quite quite common among the geriatric group, uh, but it is very complex and uh, multidimensional. Around the world, there are several scholars who are working on this particular syndrome. But in India, and particularly among the community dwelling population, it is very few. And uh, as it is very uh, complex and multidimensional, so that's why we need very clear idea about this syndrome. And we need more, more study uh, about this syndrome. So before that, uh, we have to know uh, who is frail. The thing is, uh, frail is someone who is uh, very weak, feeble, and sickly. That's why that particular person, particular individual needs treatment. And frailty is the state, the state of vulnerability uh, when an individual can experience loss in physical as well as psychosocial domains and it also associated with uh, several adverse conditions like uh, cognitive decline disability falls hospitalization and even death now uh, we uh, all know that uh, frailty is a syndrome but why uh, it is not an illness because when we talk about this illness it is uh, basically come with an with a disease an abnormal condition but uh, syndrome is uh, is an accumulated effect, accumulated effect of impairments in multiple domains that together result in a particular adverse out outcome. So that's why uh, frailty is a geriatric syndrome rather than a illness. So how we differentiate between a frail elderly and a healthy elderly? The thing is, frailty is a transitional stage between a healthy elderly who is independent and a elderly which is who is dependent so it is a transitional stage between these two 
another misconception about frailty is most of the people think that uh, all the elderly people are frail that is that is wrong because uh, all elderly are not frail or will be frail because it is not a byproduct of aging rather it is it is associated with aging it is uh, like there are several reason uh, which is associated with frailty and it is one of them but we can't use uh, in a synonymously uh, aging and frailty so uh, now how could we measure how could we uh, how could we screen frailty the first very first scale screening scale for frailty was proposed by pride in the year of 2001 but from 2001 to till today today there like 67 or approximately 67 you know, scale for the frailty for screening the frailty and among them like uh, nine are very uh, well approached well uh, cited scale but there is no such uh, gold standard method for frailty syndrome uh, to screen the frailty syndrome so uh, we have to think that uh, what what scale should we use so today i will explain about a particular scale which is most cited scale and the first scale for frailty syndrome which is pride frailty phenotype scale and they use the term phenotype because uh, it is based on observational method and this particular scale is also known as physical frailty scale because uh, they use the term physical because it is depend upon five physiological deficits like uh, five are uh, shrinking first one is shrinking which is based on weight loss and it should be unintentional weight loss another one is weakness which is based on grip strength third one is exhaustion which is based on a particular question then uh, fourth, uh, fourth one is slowness which is based on walking speed which is normal walking speed and the last one is low activity which is also based on a question and they explained that they highlighted that if anyone have at least three or more than that out of these five deficits five physiological deficit then they uh, the particular person particular individual will be denoted as frail and other than that if anyone have at least any uh, one or two out of this five then he or she will be denoted as prefrail and other than all that all the people are non frail or low burst uh, there is a reference of this particular uh, paper which will explain all the details of this particular scale the thing is this is a very uh, important and benchmarking study for frailty and i i wanted to put this particular slide because uh, it will show that from 2001 to till now there are there are increasing there are several studies uh, those are based on frailty syndrome like in 2001 it is uh, just uh, 415 works those are focused on frailty which is like uh, now 6500 which is quite high but if we compare this number with other studies other studies which are based on other conditions like obesity like uh, hypertension or diabetes then then the number will be very few so we have to think that as a multidimensional syndrome we need more studies but till now there is not uh, that much increase of studies we we in a whole we want more studies for frailty syndrome 
now another thing is uh, how could you choose a scale should we choose a scale based on the number of citation uh, how it is uh, applicable or not so we have to think that we have to choose our frailty scale based on our objective obviously how, how cited how much cited it is how well appreciated that that matters but still we have to think that uh, it should be based on it will it should be applicable on your population how uh, what is your objective so we have to think several things uh, before choosing a particular scale because there is no gold standard method so for india recently i am working on frailty syndrome and i am using pride uh, scale in a modified version like uh, there are several things like questionnaires those are mostly focused on western countries which is not applicable i can't apply that in our, in our uh, population our community dwelling population so i have to modify that uh, so in that way you have to choose your scale or you have to modify it on your when own way then you have to validate it in your population for india i only found this particular uh, particular scale in 2014 chatterjee et al they proposed this particular scale which is based on three aspects like major minor and essential and the major aspect and uh, are uh, based on three domains those are slowness strength and endurance then the minor aspect which is based on energy mood and nutrition assessment and the essential one is il6 level and it is a very good marker for uh, to understand any of uh, any inflammation or not but the thing is if you want to apply this particular scale in any uh, hospital setting then this scale will be fine you can use that scale in indian population but if you want to use in a larger community or in a in a community dwelling population then it will be very difficult because uh, the availability and cost of assessing this particular il6 level is very uh, difficult to conduct this study in a large population so that's why we also need a scale uh, which we can use in our uh, indian community dwelling population so before choosing any scale you have to take care uh, you have to think several several things now uh, the prevalence uh, the prevalence of frailty among community dwelling population uh, varies uh, enormously around the world like it is 4% to 59.1% in western countries it is like uh, 4 to 10% in united states in italy it is 6.5% in france it is 7% in united kingdom it is 8.1% but in india the studies are very few but the largest and most comprehensive study on frailty was conducted by who in the year of 2007 and 8 this study is a, a multi country study which was particularly based on low and middle income countries like china ghana mexico russia south africa including india and they highlighted that prevalence of frailty in india has the highest which which is like 56.9% which is quite high uh, and they also pointed out that women generally had a higher frailty prevalence in india 
both education and income are protective factor for uh, frailty in indian population and frailty is significantly associated with food insecurity depression and it deteriorates our quality of life but after that after this particular study there are there are very few studies some studies are uh, based on several communities and uh, those are cross sectional studies like india is very heterogeneous country uh, they they varies very differently they their culture their uh, food habit they are very different from north india to south south india and eastern india to western india so uh we have to study we can't sum it up as a whole like uh, we can't say prevalence or any association associated factors as a whole so we need uh, community specific studies but i found that from 2016 to 2020 there are like five or six studies so we can't generalize that way we uh, this this slides uh, explain that we need that more studies in a community basis but these studies uh, showed that prevalence of frailty was uh, 26 to 38% they also found that uh, women are vulnerable to frailty those uh, have uh, very low education lower socio economic status they are also vulnerable to frailty fear of falling not going out history of fall hospitalization economic dependency all are associated with frailty syndrome and uh, frail and prevail individuals both are reported very uh, high social isolation and uh, it is also associated with chronic and degenerative diseases but as as i mentioned earlier as well ki it, it it is very complicated so we need uh, more studies to understand all the associated factors so uh, we can say that frailty factors tipping an older person from very low to high risk and put them need of immense level of care so keep in mind the fact that our population is uh, our uh, population is uh, age is increasing our life expectancy is increasing so keep in mind all the factors uh, we need proper strategies to prevent frailty and for that we need adequate information and it is obligatory for at least not not only for india for all developing countries uh, for the policy makers to have a very clear idea about this multidimensional syndrome conceptualization of frailty only can help to improve our quality of life and it also help uh, one of the very important factor that it it will help to reduce future healthcare expenses so uh, it is high time to understand to to provide a social awareness about this syndrome as much as focus on uh, we are giving uh, other conditions like obesity or hypertension or diabetes another thing uh, it is specifically for indian population uh, the geriatric outpatient department services are, are are available only in a tertiary care hospitals but in india like 75% approximately 75% of elderly people are residing in rural areas so it is mandatory that geriatric healthcare services made a part of primary healthcare services this may help 
to prevent or early diagnosis or uh, delay frailty syndrome the thing is we can manage frailty uh, it is reversible uh, but there there's, there's some issues like if we found that anyone is frail then it will be little bit difficult to reverse it as a healthy healthy elderly individual so it will be better if we if we diagnose it earlier if we found that anyone is prefail then it will be easy to manage easy to manage or we can intervene this uh, and we can reverse the person to healthy elderly individual so there there are there are also some studies there are literary evidences those are based on several interventions and those are specifically focused on physical activities nutritional fortifications or cognitive therapy to treat this particular frailty if anyone want this all the details of that i can provide you all the papers regarding this uh, another thing is uh, the development of basic research on different aspects of frailty syndrome is important and obviously we need a better and simple methodology for screening and uh, identify the frailty and uh, prevail status of the elderly population so i think uh, basic thing we want is the awareness most of the people are not aware about this particular syndrome which is like very common uh, there are there are several studies those are based on hospital setting but in community level the awareness awareness is very low we need uh, awareness of researchers as well those are mostly working on geriatric population so we we need uh, the concern of the researchers of the policy makers as well as uh, our administrations about this particular syndrome to to keep in mind that uh, otherwise otherwise to keep in mind the uh, epidemiological challenges otherwise it will be very difficult in future uh, thank you jason very good stuff, uh, Sayani. Uh, question for you. You mentioned here the intervention that should be done. So if I'm thinking about policymakers um, in India, what types of strategies strategies are being are in play or or thinking of being in play when it comes to reaching that 75% population that is rural? The thing is, uh, it is possible. Like I, I'm saying that. Uh, we need the basic thing we need is the awareness because we can conduct several awareness program in rural areas there are some primary healthcare programs uh, already conducted by the governments in the rural areas so if you want to avoid people through the uh, through the uh, hospital workers so we can do that way uh, like uh, we have to avoid people about their physical activities about their uh, about their diet or uh, there should be some uh, therapies regarding the cognitive cognitive factors or like that so we have most most important thing is the awareness yeah so let's talk about covid obviously right now we're living through an unprecedented time right now when you think about frailty syndrome what association do you have between that and where we are with covid uh i i <laughs> I just forgot. I just missed the thing. I I I wanted to explain it as well. So anyway, it is a very good question. Uh, we all know that uh, in COVID, 
it is associated with aging population they are very vulnerable and uh, as for the statistics of last last 8 9 months or 10 months that the prevalence of uh, covid and uh, the death rate is quite high among the elderly population and several people think that it is a the aging problem which is not uh, covid can affect anyone but the thing when we talk about the frailty there are there are some literary evidences i found it like uh, from last few months there are some work they explained that those are frail they are very very vulnerable to covid so if if you are aware aware about the fact that you are frail or you have any family member are frail or prefrail so you have to uh, protect them uh, in a in a very different way so there is association it is it is well proved uh, that those are frail they are vulnerable to covid so early on you talked about what is frail what is frailty so when i think of frailty you said it's almost like it's a step between um so when you think about potential symptoms such as like if you have comorbidities or disabilities how how do you differentiate between multiple multiple or multiple uh, uh, comorbidities if you will uh, disabilities frailty how do you differentiate between the three of those uh in in many times people think that we can use this three term in the same way which right. is not they are there there is a association they are overlapping with each other but they are they are different and uh, there is a well proved association there are several scholars uh, and the pride as well they explained in a way that if anyone is comorbid then he or she will be vulnerable to frailty and if anyone is frail then that particular individual is vulnerable to disability so in that way they are associated with each other but we can can't use it in a same way yeah a question just came in says what can one do to help uh an elderly mom or an elderly family member um they said my mom has some balance issues terrible insomnia for years and years also exhaustion um i've put her on some some supplements you know what can what can we do uh the thing is uh first we uh, understand that uh he, uh he or she is frail or not for that we have to measure uh like i have talked that there is a 67 scale for frailty but there there's another scale uh it is termed as uh, i forgot the name it is uh, for fit frail scale pictorial uh, fit frail scale which is uh, particularly for the caregivers uh, if anyone in, uh, in in our family is uh, we are suspecting that he or she might be frail we can use it particular scale by ourselves it is like 5 minute scale on, and which is based on pictures so for that uh, we we can use that and if we found that he or she is frail or prefrail we can we have to do some um, management program we or intervention program for that uh, we can use that scale which is very uh, useful for for a caregiver so if if uh, anyone want that particular scale i can provide that scale which is also well cited and that particular scale is not uh, we can use it in research purpose but the main focus is 
for the family members and for the caregivers. So this is a very good scale. Uh, last question. You you talked about the the freed uh, scale regarding shrinking. How do you determine shrinking when you're talking about weight of a family member? Uh, if if the family member like in my family uh, parents or grandparents they are ever of their weight so we understand that uh, it is increasing or decreasing but i as i'm facing i i faced several problems regarding this particular thing like i am working on rural areas and in india in community level in, if if you think about particularly in uh, rural area there is like 99% elderly people are not ever about their weight so in that case i am using it in a modified version i am not taking uh, the weight loss or shrinking i'm using it in a uh, manner like it is for low weight like i am uh, calculating uh, their bmi and uh, from that i am calculating that uh, he or she is a uh, low weight or not as per the community as per the study population so i am doing it in a modified way so for family member it is it will be easy because uh in my family they are ever ever of their weight but if anyone is not ever of their of their weight another thing you can do the uh, it in a like six month gap if you first take their weight now and after six months then again take their weight uh, in that way it is possible otherwise if you are doing uh, cross sectional studies then you have to modify it in that way yeah, it's funny. Somebody said they just uh, they'd like to get that scale. They missed the, your answer about that. So um, what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll connect you with the gentleman, the, the individual that had the question for the scale. That way you could get that to them. Um, okay. This has been enlightening stuff, Sayana. I, I really do appreciate your time. How can people find you? Uh, uh, I'm quite active in social media, so anyone can. Mail me at uh, my email ID, which is dash.shani, A-S-A-Y-A-N-I-6 at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'm also quite active in uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. Both are, uh, the ID is shiny V Das, which is S-A-Y-A-N-I-V-D-A-S. Otherwise, uh, you can ping me at Instagram as well, which is shiny dash official which is a s a y a n i d a s official very good actually to the individual that had that question if you just wanted to uh, jot down uh, sayoni's uh, email right there and just reach out to her i'm sure she'd be happy to do that um this yeah, webinar yeah. this perfect this webinar will be on our youtube page um later this week um so i encourage you go to knowledgeable aging uh go to excuse me go to youtube type in knowledgeable aging um, and subscribe as uh, we have quite a few webinars each week that we upload. You can go to Spotify or Apple Tunes. You can find all of our podcasts there. Till next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging.